Welcome to D3 Nation, now don't you change the station Oh Lord knows it has just begun We're talking all the motivation from years of dedication Discovering who's number one The fight is never done You gotta dig down inside for who you're destined to be The war is never won So talk it out with your host, Gennaro and Anthony Two-time All-American and current head assistant coach at the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire, Elroy Perkin joined the show to share his story. Elroy has been grinding on the senior level circuit, representing the Minnesota Storm for the last four years while balancing the busy lifestyle of being a college coach. This is an incredible story and is a true testament to hard work and internal belief. What's going on, D3 Nation? Super excited to have on Elroy Perkin today. Good friend, uh, fellow uh, D3 college coach now, but also chasing down Olympic aspirations, uh, wrestling out of the uh, Minnesota Storm Club. Elroy, how's everything going? Everything's going great, man. Feeling good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, obviously, for your team's sake, you it's been a little dead this semester, but you were able to compete at Senior Nationals. Um I'm not sure when the last time you competed before that. So I'm sure it felt good to get on the mat. Yeah, it felt great. That was, I think, the longest kind of stint where I went without wrestling in a match. Uh, I think it was over 10 months. And so uh, the last thing I wrestled in was U.S. Open um, in this last December, December 5th. Okay. 2019. So, yeah, it felt really good to get back to it. That's awesome. And so this was the second time you competed at 74 kilograms, right? Because you were – Strictly at 70 kilos uh, yeah. during the uh, the world cycles, and now you're at 74 for the Olympic years. And how's the adjustment been at 74? Um, it's been an adjustment. I would say that for sure. Um, you know, uh, just not having to cut weight is nice. Um, I'm not cutting. I'm not kind of beating my body down in that regard. But as far as competition, the guys are stronger. You know, they're bigger. Uh, the things that I would normally use at my advantage at 70 kilograms, it was you know my length, my height, and things like that. And, you know, you get up to 74 and guys are matching that right away. So it's uh, been a little bit of a struggle to kind of make those small adjustments is figuring out, you know, my game plan. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely think you turned some heads out there in Iowa when you uh, had Valencia on the ropes. Talk about that wild match and, and what that was like. Yeah, um, it was fun. I kind of like I don't know much about Anthony Valencia. You know what I mean? I know Zahid and I know a lot about him. So you know, I kind of went out there with like, I know this name. I kind of want to show, I want to show him what I'm, what I'm made of. So, you know, my game plan was just, I knew he had a double, you know, I knew he's going to, you know, hit me from space. So I was circling towards his back leg starting off and I really did a good job of staying in position. You know, he'd reach every time he reached for me, that's when I capitalized, get my two on one. And I think, you know, every time I did that, I scored, you know, so, you know, my game plan was working really well. And then I think we got to the edge of the mat and I banged up my knee and it kind of changed the match again. So, um, I think if I would have stuck to my game plan more again that second period and, you know, kept my stance in good position and, you know, yeah, yeah. Come up, I wouldn't have got, you know, hit with a few blast doubles that changed the match for us, but. For sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was a great match and, um, you know, obviously Valencia made the finals at that tournament. So it just shows you're right there with some of the best guys in the country, which is definitely promising. And how, how's the knee doing? How you been feeling since? Um, It's been fine. I uh, just, uh, doing my rehab with the trainer I uh, got a brace yesterday I uh, just kind of re-heard it again at practice on Tuesday here but um, okay <laughs> we uh 
we're, we're 29 years old, but we're, we're figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, on the flip side now, obviously you're the assistant coach, head assistant at uh, Wisconsin and Claire. So how, how's everything been going for your team and uh, what's been the training like for you guys this semester, if you've been able to train? Yeah, um, our training is going good. Um, we've had protocols ever since right before like October 10th date. So we were allowed to practice that first day of, you know, official practice in D3. And so we've been doing um, smaller groups. We do two practices a day. And so we do one at one point, one at another. And we have about, I think, over six groups in each room. So about 12 guys. Um, and, you know, it's, it's going well. Guys are training hard. You know, we do short practices. And then Saturday we go hard and do some live stuff. So um, I think it's a good adjustment. I would say the benefit of this this time is that we get a lot more one-on-one, -on -one, you know, kind of interactions with athletes, you know, you get to focus on guys a little bit more and, uh, you know, kind of put that little bit of time because we're not so worried about competition or weight cuts and things like that. So it's been good. That's awesome. And uh, because of the the pandemic and stuff, have you been had to have multiple practices, like not be able to have everyone in the room at the same time or how's that been going? Yeah, we have to split them up. We have, uh, I think about 45 guys on our roster at the moment. So we've almost been running three practices, really. Uh, we do one 3.30 and one at uh, 5.15. And I usually run the second one of the day uh, because I get off work at 4.30. So yeah, we're doing that. Um, and it's it's been working out. It's just really hard uh, having like a, you know, a really young team at the same time as having some veterans. You know, sometimes you don't have any of your veterans in one of the practices, you know, just because of how matchups worked or somebody has COVID and they're out. And so, you know, like one practice can be like a really good intense practice and the other one, you can just tell the guys are so green. You know, you're like, okay, we got some work to do here in these areas. So, um, but it's good. Again, like I said, your eye is, you, you get to focus a little bit more when there's less people in the room. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, just going off that, you said with the protocols, how many, uh, are you guys doing the COVID testing or since we're yeah, not competing so or? We test once a week. Um, at, at Tens once a week. Okay. That's what, we, that's what we did too. Okay. Sounds good. And then, um, and then how, how much more practice time are you guys going to be able to get in? Uh, so I know Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving, holidays are coming up. Yeah, after Thanksgiving, we get to come back November 30th, um, and I think we can go up until December 11th. And then okay. after December 11th, we're, they cut us off until, I believe, January 4th. And okay, so yeah, so we're cut off until – yeah, we're cut off until the 4th. We, we uh, practice all the way up up to our Thanksgiving and then we, we are strictly remote now as a school for the, until January 4th at least though but we got a month and a half and at least so we made the most of our opportunities I know a lot of schools are in uh difficult situations so it's good to hear that you guys are still be able, be able to go that's that's you know good stuff um did, did have you guys ever heard anything about a schedule or anything yet not much. Um, it's a testament gotcha. to Coach Vader. Like I said, he got things going. Um, he's just a mastermind when it comes to, hey, you know, this is what we're going to do. You know, we have one partner a week. You know, you don't switch until you get a negative test and things like that. So we've been really, really careful. And I think our administration Good. likes that. Good. Yeah. Sweet. So, yeah, um, you know, now going back on a little bit of your career, uh, you know, it's funny you're, you're working. Uh, for Coach Vader now, but you are actually one of his uh, student athletes. So just uh, talk about that experience, you know, the recruiting process, um, how that all went about, you know, what yeah. other schools you were looking at. It's funny you say that. I was never recruited out of high school. Um, I, uh, I wrestled in 
Greenfield, Wisconsin at Whitnall High School, and I qualified for state my senior year. Um, you know, I, okay. I did not think I was good enough to wrestle in college, so I didn't really look into it. First school I went to was UW-Milwaukee, and they didn't even have a team. I thought they had a club team. I was going to try out and just kind of wrestle on the club team, and there was no club team. And honestly, how I got to Whitewater is I came – first I came up to UW-Eau Claire. Um, I was looking to transfer into their music department, and I saw that they, their wrestling team was weak at the time. And so, like, for me, I was like, well, I can go there, and I could probably start. You know what I mean? Like, I could do that. And then I looked yeah. at Whitewater – and I knew if I went there, I was not going to start right away. And um, right. they had a good music program as well. And so I emailed Fader and I said, hey, you know, I'm thinking about coming to Whitewater. And, you know, the funniest advice he gave me was D3 Nationals and lacrosse. Before you make that decision, come up and watch it. And I think that yeah. that was like a big turning point where I was like, OK, I'm going to go to Whitewater because their team was good. You know, they had guys at the national tournament. They had, you know, I kind of saw like that college wrestling was more of a style for me other than high school, you know, like a little bit more scrambling, a little bit more, you know, different things you could do. And I like that. So I was like, okay, I'll give this a try. Sweet. That's awesome. And then, so was, was when Fader was there at Whitewater, were you like one of his first recruiting classes coming in? Like, I know you guys had a good run. I, I don't, I, I can't, don't know how many years he was actually there. Yeah. Before I you think guys he started there. in. 2006 or seven, something like that. And okay. so it was, I didn't get there okay. until 2011. So he had a couple really good classes. I would say I came in gotcha. right in his good years, like at Whitewater. I'm not going to lie. I came in at a good time. Right. Yeah. That's when, um, you know, Whitewater was definitely trending up. Uh, they, I mean, they're always, you know, top 15, top 10 programs. So definitely, you know, come. I'm not a Wilson, I'm sure D3 – I mean, lacrosse is another good program out there as well. Very good, yeah. Uh, so, but that's that was pretty cool opportunity for – pretty cool opportunity for you to go watch D3 Nationals. Um, I believe D3 Nationals is what, there next year or two years? This year. This, this year. year. Lacrosse. Yeah, this year. Okay. Yeah, so, it's a yeah, great venue. We were there, I think, a few years back. It's a really great venue, great venue. Yeah, 2017 was the last time it was in lacrosse. And uh, yeah, it's, it's cool to have it right in your backyard, to be honest. You know, it's like, it's an hour, that's an hour 15 drive for us. So yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, yeah just great, nice. great for the whole uh, we at conference. Yeah. Um, so obviously you knew Whitewater coming in was a very good program uh, and how the lineup kind of shook out. Um, you started your, your freshman year at 141. Was that, a, was that a pretty tough weight cut for you to start off the bat? Uh, Funny part is I didn't think it was going to be, uh, <laughs> and then it turned out to be, I, I gotten, I went into college trying to uh, certify for 133 and, um, wow. I failed hydration three times. And I, like, I, I think I got down to 135 and they still said I was, wasn't pinching enough to go to 33 and, and I was dying. So, uh, you know, I, made, <laughs> <laughs> I made the decision to go up to 41. And I think that that was the thing that got me cut off the team. <laughs> so because fader had cut me that first semester so i uh <laughs> I, uh, I certified for 41 and then i was immediately like i think i cut i got cut like the week next week okay and they didn't have any 33s and like there was like two guys down at 33 and there was like six at 41 wow yeah wow yeah, but, but you so honestly after after that first little adversity you eventually um did you get the nod for 41 in the postseason, though? 
Yeah, I uh I came back. Um, so I was not on the team. Uh, he had called me probably December of that year. Um, I'd been wrestling some opens at 41, and uh, he asked me if I could fill in at 49 in a duel, and I did. And uh, you know, I I got pinned. Um, <laughs> by a Division <laughs> three All American from uh, I believe it was Co. Or, I don't remember what college, but that was my first time in a whitewater singlet, and you know, I got pinned. Okay. So, <laughs> but you know, I ended up uh, wrestling off for the 41 spot and taking the spot from a senior that year, um, you know, and later in January, February, and then I, it was my spot from that, from that point on. Okay. Wow. So um, definitely a roller coaster first year at Whitewater, um, but you get yourself the spot and you're right on the doorstep because I believe uh, your first year, it was still conference. You have to win the conference to go yeah. out um how was the week that year I know you were very close to, to making out even as a true freshman yeah um the week was crazy um it was um uh Stevens Point and uh, lacrosse were very competitive at the time and so we had beaten we had lost to lacrosse in the duel that year and we'd beaten Point beat Oshkosh beat another other team but Oshkosh again had a really solid team that year as well so we went into that competition not really knowing who the top team would be and so, you know, when I got the nod at 41, one thing that I was not supposed to have with me because I had lost to this kid uh, our last duel of the season, uh, Jordan Cust. He was ranked ahead of me that whole year. He was a good, you know, a good D3 wrestler. Um, and so I beat him in the semifinals. And I think that, that was probably the, the one of the most memorable moments of, like, my young college careers because it was probably the biggest win I ever had. You know, our team was, um, like, we were so close. that We won conference that year. And, you know, I think I finally, I, I felt like I had a part of that, you know what I mean? Uh, getting to the finals against uh, Babedo Yiwa from lacrosse. Yeah, national champ. So that's a that's a pretty tough tough competitor right there. And obviously, um, so you, you lose that match. So you just finished out of qualifying for nationals, but obviously a lot of momentum. Um, and obviously the next three years of your career was incredible. You make the move up to 149. But I'm curious, was there something – during that transition in the summer where like something clicked in you or maybe it was that win against Cust that's like, Hey, like I belong here and I can make a huge impact with this team. Yeah. I got, I had more confidence for sure. And I, I would say it was my teammates that really kind of pulled me up. Um, Cedric Gibson and uh, Corey Anderson, who's now uh, a Bellator fighter. Um, he, he, did, he had a big impact on me. Uh, those guys were just, they had a champion mindset, you know, they, they wanted to be all Americans and I just kind of followed you know what I mean? I, you know, I did different things in the offseason. I lifted weights. Um, I did a lot of offseason camps. You know, I traveled with Ken Chertow camps and I wrestled a lot of division one guys at those camps. And, you know, I got a lot of good awesome. experience. So I think that was a big pivotal part in like changing, you know, my mindset. Awesome. So, yeah. So now uh, let's talk about now how competitive 149 was during your college career. So obviously make the move from 141 to 149. And now your sophomore year, this is me and Gennaro's junior year, 2012, 2013. uh, That's when they make the move to regionals. So now it's 18 qualifiers around the country, top three go. Um, You enter the regional tournament as the four seed in a very, very tough bracket. And you actually ended up winning the 149 pound bracket, but, person that you wrestled in the semis gage peterson from alvet i feel like you guys have crossed paths a lot especially in the end of the year so just talk about some guys that you 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 know bumped heads with out there and uh how it kind of raised your level of competition 
Yeah, uh, Gage, <laughs> he's a very tough competitor throughout my college career. I think I met with him, I, I think, in total seven times. Uh, before that tournament, we had wrestled three times and he had beaten me all three times. And, you know, it was getting closer every time. And I kind of like my coaches and I, we had a game plan. And I remember at that tournament, it was just like, okay, all right, you know, you got, you got to outlast the scramble. You got to, you got to be able to survive. And because he would just get me really tired. He was super strong, super athletic kid. And so, you know, I, I, I hit, I remember hitting him with a double leg right on the edge of the mat and scoring two and he couldn't get off bottom against me. You know, I think that that was a, a big thing that I could ride him. I wrote him out that whole third, third period and I won the match and, it was like, oh, you know, this this four seed just beat the one seed. Now I'm in the regional finals. And, you know, I, I had um, uh, Ben Strobel, another kind of big name. And the funny thing about that name is the year before he got the bid to go to the national tournament over, you know, I would say myself or Cedric Gibson. A lot of good kids got, you know, this Ben Strobel guy got the bid over that a lot of people didn't mm -hmm. think he deserved it. So I had a, a bone to pick with him. You know what I mean? I remember before that match, I really wanted to beat him. And I'm, and I think I made your decision to him. I think it was a, had him on his back the whole match. Just kind of was out, out for blood. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. That's all. What school is he from? Uh, Stevens yeah. Point. Stevens Point. Okay. So yeah. So then you uh, regional champ. You go to your first national championships um, out in Cedar Rapids, and that was. Also, my first uh, ride to national champion as well. But I do remember how loaded that Whitewater team was that year and the incredible um, tournament you guys put together. I remember the UW chant. Like, it was yesterday. You, your fan base was incredible. And uh, you had a great coaching staff. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but that year you guys took third in the country, yes, correct? Yes, took third in the country behind Elmhurst. Yeah, so just talk about – was that – so was that – the first team trophy that UW has brought since Fader was there? Yes, that was the first time we got a team trophy. Um, really emotional moment for, like, our team. You know what I mean? Uh, we we kind of had a ragtag group of guys, you know, just guys from all over, you know, just not the normal, you know, your clean-cut dudes. We had some some hard guys on the team that year, and I just remember um, I was just happy to be a part of it. I, still, this in my point in my career, I just didn't think I belonged. I went 0-2 at that national tournament. I wrestled the national champ first round. And, um, you know, after I got out of the tournament, it was kind of really cool, though. I'm, you know, and I was obviously sad, but to see my teammates battle, um, you know, between Shane Seaford, Cedric Gibson, you know, Anthony Edgren, um, you know, we had some studs, Jake Fredrickson, Kate Sarbacher. We had a lot of guys make some major upsets that year at that tournament. And, yeah, you know, Grant, Grant Sutter made the finals. Grant Sutter making the finals, you know, like – yeah. It was an insane year. Like, I, and we were barely lost to Elmhurst. We, I think we should have, if, if I would have scored one point at the national tournament, we would have got second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, some other things would have had, had, had too. So don't put too much pressure on yourself. But, uh, but yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, getting, getting a team trophy there. And again, I'm sure it just continue to motivate you for your last two years of your career. Yeah. One, one big thing after that tournament. Uh, so my, my teammates used to, make fun of me after I didn't, you know, win a national, they'd be like, Hey, Elroy, you can't be in here. We're having all American conversation. You know, six, six, eight, <laughs> we brought eight guys to the national tournament. Six of them made it. And so, yeah, that, that definitely gave me a little extra drive. Like, <laughs> I'm never letting that happen again. There's no way. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's, you know, that definitely is an awesome experience. And it's funny, you know, you bring that up with Elmhurst because I remember, 
we interviewed Joe Rao, and he was talking about that team. They had an amazing year as well. So it just shows you how um, how competitive and you know how awesome D three wrestling is. You know, there's, you never know. There's always teams on the rise. So obviously that year, you know, springboarded UW Dub on the map. I mean, you guys were doing well, but now you're here. You are. You took third. You know, you're going to be running for a national title now. Um, and then for yourself, you went 0-2, but you got the experience. And you said, like you said, I'm not coming back or not being an All-American. So, obviously, you know, you put the work in, in the offseason and you're ready to have um, a big junior year. Just talk a little about, like Anthony was saying, that with that offseason, anything different with the training? You said you did Ken Churchill camps. I think maybe that – was that the year you and Anthony met too at Navy? Yeah. That offseason? Yeah. It was going yeah. into my junior year, right? Yes, junior year. Uh, no, it was actually after your junior year. Yeah, after that, my junior year. Going into yeah, my junior year. Elroy wasn't at the Navy camps that year. No, he I got hurt. He got hurt, but okay. we did cultural exchange yeah. trip, which was a heck of a blast too um, after, uh, after his junior year. But, but yeah, oh, so, cool. so your junior year, obviously you finished the year fifth in the country. Um. But again, it wasn't all, all ups, you know, ups that year. Um, no. You know, you meet up with Gage Peterson again uh, a few times that year. Um, and even it's it kind of come full circle. You guys met first first round at the NCAA tournament that year. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it's crazy. He beat me in the uh, regional semifinals. And, um, you know, again, another really good match. And he beat me and I he celebrated after that. And I just, I remember Fader said, you know, like, like who was the one person you don't want to wrestle at the national tournament? And I was like, Gage Peterson. That's I don't want to wrestle in first round. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> and so we get we get this the the seed the the bid like whatever that we see the brackets and I'm like, how does that even happen? We had a, we made a phone call that night <laughs> because we're not supposed to like you're coming from the same region. You're not supposed to right. wrestle somebody you just wrestled in the first meet. So he made a phone call. And there's like, oh, yeah, we can do about it. And so, wow, <laughs> we we had a game plan for him first round. And Fader legit just told me, I want you to use your right hand and just club him. That that was the game plan. It was a funny, like, I did not understand why he said it until it started falling yeah. in place. I would club him, club him, club him. He'd post, slide by. It was, it, it started working like, like, it, I don't know. I say Fader's a genius half the time just because of some of the things he's come up with. Yeah, for sure. No, that's <laughs> that's awesome. So, you know, you, you see him first round, you get the win. Obviously, you know, it's a big boost of confidence for you because you just said you didn't want to see this kid first round. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you know, talk about that tournament going through because if I remember right, too, not just you finishing All-American, that you guys finished runner-ups that year. You were second yeah. in the country, correct? Yeah, we took second in the country as a team. Um me personally, I had wrestled uh, age first round to beat him. Uh, I had a really tough opponent second round. Um, I think I lost on a reverse call. So I wrestled Dan Meerman in the quarterfinals. And uh, I got my, I took him down on the edge of the mat and they said I was out of bounds. And so I lost by one point in that match. And I remember that oh. kind of like drove me like to that, to that wrestle background, my all American round. Um, I had uh, Mark Pinero from Ortberg who had beaten me. I think 11 to five that year at the Luther open. And I just remember, I was like, Oh, super nervous in the back. And uh, one of my coaches at the time, Russ Davey goes, you know, all those guys on the wall in, in, in our wrestling room. He's like, there's no reason Ori Perkins shouldn't be up there this year. He's like, you worked harder yeah. than anybody else in this room. He's like, and so he kind of gave me this pep talk. And I think I went out there and pinned the kid the minute. 
you know so that's awesome that's really that's you know that's that's definitely you know probably you know huge uh relief for you you know especially you know like you said last year you're own two at nationals and this year you're in the blood round you know you want to get it done you what you said you didn't want to go back to the national tournament getting it done and you know you punch your ticket through and you make it to the next day so you know besides you getting to the next day you know a lot of your teammates were there as well so that would be an awesome experience and exciting time yeah I, I didn't have that you know I could I could be in the all-american conversation this year you know what I mean and that was that was exciting you know uh but it was also really cool to see some of our younger guys um you know Matt Adcock that year made it to the finals of the national tournament you know what I mean it's it's huge to see that you know Shane makes it back to the national finals uh, we have Jimmy Neal's on our team. We got Cedric, you know, his last year, you know, he's he all Americans again. And so like, we had a pretty, a really solid team, I think, you know, and just, just seeing all yeah. those guys, you know, go and, you know, get through it. I think we all lost on the front, like half of us lost on the front side and we all wrestled back and, you know, made it through. So it was good to see. Yeah. That's awesome. No, so now, sure. that's, you know, that was, that's awesome. But for now yeah. though, everything is going great for you guys second in the country all a lot of a lot of firepower a lot of tournament team points coming back for your last year of eligibility and then you know kind of the story that kind of took the wrestling world uh kind of unnoticed it was just all, all the blue like you know everything that happened with coach fader and obviously you're right there in the mix of it being on a team so just talk about um the emotions that you guys felt in that off season when you know going into your senior year, it's like, well, we, we can win this thing. Now it's like, oh, crap, who, who's going to be our coach, you know? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, probably one of the most painful things I ever went through. Um, just uh, just kind of just seeing what it did to my coach and his family. Uh, you know, that was the biggest thing for us. You know, he, he was always like a, a really solid emotion. Like, Fader kind of was always even keeled, you know, as a team. And just to see him sad and going through stuff like that, that hurt. Um, and as a team, we – we wanted to come together. You know, I remember that year we made a saying, Susie Adversit. And I think it was like, you know, if you cut off the head, you know, another will grow or something. Like, I don't remember the quote, but, um, <laughs> you know, as a team, we came together and decided, you know, we were going to, we we're going to wrestle through this. We're going to fight through this. Nobody's going to leave. You know what I mean? We're not going to transfer out, um, you know, whoever this coach is, we're going to, we're going to try to make it work. And so that's what we did. You know, we, we came back that next year. I don't think anybody jumped ship, you know, but it wasn't the same. You know, and I can, I can say that, you know, things weren't the same. It was really hard to kind of adjust. And, you know, for me, myself, I had uh, taken a half, a short credit semester. So that first semester, you know, I couldn't be in the room. I wasn't on the team and things like that. And so, you know, when I came back in, it was like, oh, no, <laughs> there was a lack of leadership in the room. Yeah. And there, was a, there was like a, it was like a void, you know, a void, you know, that void that, that wasn't filled by Coach Fader or wasn't filled by any team leaders. And, like, I felt like when I came in as that team leader, you know, we kind of had a little bit more cohesion at that point of the year coming the second semester. But I think it was, in my opinion, too little too late. Yeah, it's definitely right. tough. And uh, so it wasn't because of semester eligibility-wise. You just took less credit so you couldn't compete? Or did yeah. you only have one semester left? I only had one semester left. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so because so, I went to a UW Milwaukee for two years, I transferred into Whitewater, and I had not wrestled, you know, in college, and I didn't know if I could. So when I transferred, I, I had to go short credit my junior first semester and senior first semester. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah, so gotcha. then you come, you come back, and you know, your first competition is national duels, 
in the in the whitewater singer uh correct yes yeah so uh i mean first time back at 49 and like you said that that's pretty late in the year but you know even with the coaching change and everything you still had a lot of firepower on the team you guys just were sitting pretty well going into the national championships in hershey um and uh just talk about that last semester competing. Obviously, um, you know, making the cut down to 149 was definitely tough. I know for sure it was. Yeah. And uh, just talk about that. And and then, but eventually getting back to a national tournament and making the most of your last semester. Yeah. Um. So, uh, coming back, I uh, I wrestled first first semester at 57. Um. I, you know, I had some good wins at 57. I just felt like, you know, I, I think I came in preseason ranked number one or number two at 149. And so I felt like that was my weight class. And so, you know, I made that cut back down basically for myself and another teammate was really, we had a solid teammate at 57, uh, Tommy Urshesky. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, starting that second semester, my first cut down was the Midlands tournament. Um, so I wrestled out at the Midlands the year before I went 0-2 at the Midlands. So I kind of had something to prove. Um, I came out, I teched my first uh, guy and then I pinned my next guy from Lehigh. And then, you know, I was, <laughs> um, I was doing good, you know, and I, the first time I had uh, our new head coach in my corner, I believe I got pinned in 26 seconds. Um, so you know, <laughs> only time I've been pinned in, in like three years of college, you know, um, happens right there in front of my new head coach. And I kind of just looked at him and like kind of smiled. I was like, you know, I got caught in like a banana split or something like that. But, you know, that's how that kind of semester started a little bit, a little uh-huh. bit rocky. Um and then, you know, we get into, I think our next pe- competition after that was, yeah, probably what you said is the national duels. Um, and, you know, we wrestled really well at the national duels. Um, we kind of had some things happen as a team, but um, myself, I, you know, I wrestled really tough kids and I beat a lot of tough kids. And I, I lost my match to the, the national champ that year, uh, Kenny Martin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. In our finals match against Wartburg. And we dropped, I think we lost to Wartburg by three or four that year. So you know, that hurt, um, you know, losing that national tournament to him because, you know, I, I had him on the ropes, you know what I mean? And so it was, again, kind of for me, it was just exciting to see that, that I'm again right there, you know, with the top guys in the nation, you know, because mm-hmm. he was ranked ahead of me at that point, you know, I come back. Then after that, you know, I think our biggest duel, you know, of that semester was against UW lacrosse as a team. Um, you know, we just have a big rivalry against them. And I remember I got to wrestle this kid who was ranked <laughs> two in the country, uh, Einerson. And he had beaten Martin, I think, at the national duels before that. He pinned him in a cradle. And so, you know, Malachek was talking some some stuff on the uh, the little podcast that he does. And I was like, okay, you know, I, like I like to listen to things. I like to. <laughs> so um, I go out and I major this kid at the uh, at our duel, and you know, I feel really good. And I had to see him two more times that year. So uh, this is a really tough competitor, you know, like. I never beat him like that again. Um, <laughs> we had a really close, couple close matches after that. Um, the conference tournament, I won the conference that year, wrestled him in the finals. Um, I think he hit me with an inside trip right off the, off the whistle. You know, his quickest thing is really, really good competitor. Um, you know, and I, uh, I was excited that year, though, because we, we had gone away from the conference individual tournaments, and that was my goals. You know, I was like, I wanted to be a conference champ, so – you know, coming back in that win and, you know, beating him there was, was huge for me and being a conference champion. It's kind of one of my college goals. And then, uh, you know, kind of felt like my senior year was going in the right direction. Uh, you know, and then another thing happened, you know, I get to the Wheaton tournament again, you know, I, peaks and valleys all the time. I, I lose down there to a Mount Union kid, uh, pretty good kid. And then I just don't wrestle back and I take fourth. Uh, so 
bit downheartened there. Um, and so I just, uh, I don't know, senior year didn't feel the same. Like I said, I try to explain this to people. It's hard to, it didn't feel the same not having our leader there. It didn't right. feel the same, you know, having, you know, some of our key people, you know, the older guys who were there wrestling with me. I, like I was the guy on the team, you know, and it was weird. I didn't have much people pushing me at that time yeah. around my weight. And so I get to the, I think regionals and I, <laughs> I wrestle a kid that I had beaten three times that year uh, by I think 13 or more points. And he beats me seven to six. And I, I remember Cedric called texting me. He's like, do you want to sit at home and watch the national tournament with me? He's like, is that what you're trying to do right now? And so, you know, I, I got, got out of my head. And um, I remember that was probably my favorite tournament that year was regionals. Uh, I lost. And then I had wrestled back against uh, some really tough opponents. So one guy, uh, I had lost to at the Wheaton tournament um, and he had, was an eventual All-American. Oh, I can't think of his name. can't remember his name at the moment. I feel, oh, Blake Santy. Blake Santy. Yeah. From Elmhurst. Um, okay. He had beat me at Wheaton and I came back and I beat uh, him five to zero. I beat the next guy eight to zero. Um, I beat another guy by pin. And then I had Einerson again for third, fourth place. <laughs> you know, uh, it's hard to beat somebody good, you know, too many times. So, you know, I think I, I had my same game plan. I'm going to take you down. I'm going to get on top of you and ride you. And so I did a, a, you know, a lot of riding that match. I think I beat him four to two or something like that to go to the national tournament. That's awesome. And uh, so you get back to national tournament. Um, I believe you enter as the eight seed just because mm -hmm. of that little hiccup you had at regionals and taking third. Um, so what do you know? You're wrestling uh, Dan Meerman again in the quarters and, always tough battles with him um you know so just talk about the mindset in that match and then just rebounding from there too yeah um so I went into that match you know I'd beaten him the year before at the, for fifth sixth and uh you know I was confident in myself um I knew you know I knew what he had I knew he had a really good lefty high crotch uh you know I knew that was coming and I knew that he was going to back up and you know work the edge a lot and so my goal this that next year was to change that pace you know and he hit me with a, a shot right off the bat. It was crazy. I was just like not expecting that from him. And so we got in a crazy scramble where both of us were on our back, back and forth. And, um, you know, I came out, you know, and he came out with the two right off the bat. And so um, I, I had a positive mindset going in and I really did. I felt like that was one of my funnest matches. I'm not going to lie. I look back and I still, I don't think I left, like, I don't regret anything about that match. Yes. I regret losing, but I think I had a lot of fun and, you know, both me and him were throwing everything we had at each other to be successful. And I remember leaving the match exhausted, but I wasn't hanging my head. And I think that that kind of led me to the wrestling national tournament. Um, you know, cause I think after wrestling him, I don't know who did I wrestle next. Oh yeah. I think I wrestled your, your guy from your school, right G? Well, well, next day, the next, next day you wrestled day. him. And, oh, yeah. uh, and oh yeah, I had a co-kid on the backside. You're right. Uh, you have a blood round. Yep. 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 So, so yeah. So you uh, wrap up your college career, you take fifth in the country uh, again. And uh, all in all, just, I mean, obviously you face a lot of adversity coming in. Mean, you go from getting cut your first semester to being a two-time All-American, winning over a hundred matches in college. So um, just just talk about just that experience and you're, you're competing in a wider singlet and what it meant to you. Yeah, that was, um, again, the, the best time of my life you know so far you know what I mean um just being able to be with those guys um be with coach Fader 
and uh, just have all those experiences are great. Um, I think the biggest takeaway is that I taught myself is that I, I could do whatever I put my mind to. Um, you know, coming from, again, I have people all my life that told me like, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. And that was my goal was to prove, prove them wrong. You know, I wasn't supposed to be a college wrestler and I wasn't very good in high school. You know, and I, to, be a, to come out and be a two-time All-American was, you know, I, I, my goal is to be a national champ, obviously, but I'm proud of what I did, you know, and I'm proud of, you know, the things I accomplished because I had good people around me helping me out and, you know, cheering me on. My support system, obviously, is the reason I think I got where I am. My family was at everything, you know what I mean? I had my mom screaming, my sister screaming, yeah. know, things like that. And so for me, that was the, you know, the icing on top of the cake is being able to keep my family together and have, you know, something fun for us to do. It was wrestling tournaments <laughs> and I, they, they just talked yeah, past year they definitely. just talked to me about that They're like you know we miss going to you know <laughs> all that stuff you know after I graduated my sister's like I don't know what to do on the weekends now yeah. <laughs> right no that's pretty sweet you know just you know going off your career you mean you and uh the rest of your teammates you know that was a special group of guys you know me and Anthony became very close with all you guys just you know working the Navy wrestling camps together and then Obviously, we have that group chat, uh, UW-Dub and East Coast timeout, which is hilarious. Uh, always good wrestling talks in there. But, you know, good guys. Um, you know, you obviously didn't have the finish you wanted. Obviously, you wanted to be a national champion. And Whitewater, that team, you guys wanted to be team national champions. Yeah, for sure. But for you, yourself, you know, the second day, you got, I'm pretty sure you had three pins second day or two. I know you pinned my teammate, and, and uh, the Waynesburg guy. And then I think I think you finished your career with a pin over the kid yeah. that beat you. Yep. In the quarters. Yeah, so huge. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, without winning it, I mean, you couldn't really finish your career any better way, you know, beating the guy, pinning him that beat you the first day. So definitely it was a fun ride. A great group of guys, great team. You graduate. Did did you know like when you graduated, like you were gonna get right into coaching or like how did that come about? No idea. Um, I was, uh, in the middle of student teaching, um, when Fader got the job up at Eau Claire and, uh, he had called me. And so at this time I was applying for jobs. Um, and I was, it was, I think I graduated at the end of the first semester. And so there was nothing really open at the time. So for me in my head, like when he asked me, I was like, you know what? Sure. Like I'll, I'll do this for a semester, you know, while I'm looking for a job, I have no, no job right now. And so he called me up, I joined the staff and, uh, that first year I kind of, I think I coached. Yeah, uh, Nathaniel Banky and Roy Monroe, and I got them both to the national tournament. And, you know, Nathaniel took took third in the nation, and Roy, you know, he, he was on the couch the, for three years of college, didn't wrestle, and he made it to the national tournament. So, like, seeing some other guy yeah. get success like that for me was kind of more rewarding than my own career in itself. So that's when I knew I wanted to be a coach. Right. You know, it really wasn't like – that was yeah. like my aha moment is when I saw those guys reach goals that they didn't think they could do before. No, for sure. I mean, just from, you know, my perspective, I'm sure Anthony could say the same. That's just a, a, like an awesome feeling. Like, I don't know, like obviously yourself, like you want to do well and you want to win, but like when you see your student athletes uh, achieve their goals, it's just, I don't know, it's un- you can't even explain it. It's just an awesome feeling. Uh, you know, I'll never forget that moment when Jake won nationals. You know, I think I was more excited than him. I think he was a little more tired, obviously, because he was wrestling, <laughs> but it's just, amazing it's just an amazing feeling you know what I mean and you can't explain it and that's for me I always said coaching is the closest thing to you know competing from your competition 
competition days, you know, just being in it competitively and you want to push your guys to the, the next level. It's a very awesome job. It's definitely more stressful. Um, <laughs> you definitely yeah. go through more emotions than definitely. you did when you're competing because you're worried about 10 right. guys rather than just one. Yeah, so right. talk, talk about uh, what it's been like too because obviously you've been grinding on the senior level circuit as well since your coaching career. So talk about that balance and – you know, obviously you have your aspirations as, as a senior level athlete, but you also want your guys to achieve their goals. So yeah. the balance has been cool. Honestly, um, I remember 2016, you know, my first year really coaching, I had worked out more then than I did my whole college career. I was wrestling three times a day. You know, I was wrestling with different college guys. I was like, I was like, gosh, I just want to compete. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's when I made the decision to come back and like, you know, I didn't want it to be done. Um, I was like, I'm going to be here practicing all the time. I might as well go, go put my, put my foot on the line somewhere. And so, you know, the, the years after that, um, it was tough for me to even like kind of get partners. I was wrestling college guys, um, you know, and Fader had a, had a little relationship where, with Brandvold and Brandvold switched up to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And so the year before they had let me come down and I'd wrestled, you know, I could wrestle at some of their practices and they, and they let me in the room and like, it was good. Um, I had some good training partners, but it wasn't like that next year. The next year when Nazar, Nazar and I both moved up there at the same time, that was kind of a huge moment for me. Um, I would go there. I was, I go there two or three times a week and I come back and work and I come back and coach and um, I was driving three hours a day, you know what I mean? Um, to train and I'm still doing it now, but yeah, you know, it was so worth it. Uh, guys, I was like, I'm in here at a division one program wrestling some of the best guys in the nation and in like, I'm getting better. Um, I think that, you know, for the first time, you know, they didn't know who I was, you know what I mean? I'm a D3 guy, you know, I'm not a national champ. Like they knew who I yeah. was and they knew I was there to coach with him, train with him. But I think I turned some heads one day. We had a, uh, a, like a dual inter squad, like dual thing. They had some match day and I wrestled a couple of their starters, you know, and I beat them up. You know what I mean? I, I wrestled well against them. I beat them up. And I remember Branville pulled me over to the side. He's like, Hey, we want you to be a part of the team. You know, it's like, like, we want to put you on the website. We want to start paying you and things like that. And like, I remember that day, like it was yesterday. I felt like it was Christmas, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like all these things that I worked for, all these things yeah, that's I was awesome. for, you know, finally kind of, I had some recognition and, you know, I, but the balance has been great. Um, you know, for me, it's, it's cool to learn something at one program and then be able to bring it back to my guys. And I think that that's the the coolest part for me is like when I learn something new, I get to teach it. Uh, you know, I get to show it or I, or if I do learn something that I'm working on myself, I get to go do it on my college guy, right? Three hours later at practice. And so um, it's a, it's a good balance. I would say, I obviously I wish, you know, I was like other guys on the RTC getting paid full time to wrestle, mm-hmm. but you know, it's not like that for me. Right. You know, I didn't earn that yet. And so it's a grind. I enjoy the grind. Um, you know, not a lot of D3 guys are doing what I'm doing. Um, and I know that, and I know, and I see why um, it's, it's not easy. And it's not yeah. everybody. Awesome. So yeah. Uh, yeah, as we kind of uh, get to towards the end here, just, just talk about, obviously, you know, if everything goes according to plan, 2021 national championships in your backyard, in cross, like we talked about, what, what type of goals do you have as a program Um going into 2021 in this abbreviated season yeah um i i think that we we should have four four or five all americans you know what i mean um i think that's our goal you know we brought three to the tournament last year and i think a couple guys got left home that shouldn't have been you know so 
I think we're we're a very strong team, and I don't think a lot of people know that, and that's the exciting part. I think it's time for uh, to put Eau Claire on the map. Um, you know, we have some really tough guys in our room, and they 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 didn't get to show it last year at the national tournament, just like anybody else. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Um, you know, I, I want to. I think our team goal is just to win the net, win the conference, and then I want to get a trophy. You know. <laughs> And I hope they have that yeah. same mindset, but that's Definitely. all my mindset is winning a trophy. Awesome. That's awesome. And then, you know, with uh, are all the requal for turning qualifiers back for you guys? Yes, sir. Um, last year? Yeah. So that's a good start. And then you said you had a few guys that you thought could have uh, punched through. Yeah. So, you know, you're sitting in a good spot crazy. right now. Um, yeah. <clears throat> And uh, Demo, didn't Demo make it? Yeah, Demo qualified that for nationals his freshman year at 133, and then he didn't wrestle the next year. And then last year he got hurt at the regionals, so he had the injury default out. Oh, okay. Okay, and he's back. He's still yeah, he's, he's still back. another year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you definitely um, have some power power there. So then you know moving forward, besides uh, the D3 season, they just released the RTC Cup. Uh, schedule and rosters and you're on with minnesota storm just talk about that how excited are you for that and um you know what's the preparation been like for you yeah man it's uh it's it was really short notice to be honest um you know my my team has been you know my rtc team we all kind of battled with covid uh we all had had battled with covid like two weeks ago and we kind of heard about this so we've had short notice uh three three weeks kind of here to train um, but it's it's exciting to think about and see all the guys that are coming there. There's some really big names, you know. I have the opportunity to compete against some guys that yeah. you know, might not have gotten that opportunity unless I was, you know, in a world team trial finals or Olympic trial finals, you know what I mean? So I, I maybe can wrestle Kyle Dake and things like that. So I'm really excited. Um, the team is uh, – we're, we're wrestling every day and we're putting some game plans together and guys are cutting a little bit of weight and things like that. But um, I think all, right. all the pieces are, are going in the right place. So – this is a cool thing. You know, I'm happy flow wrestling's doing something like this. You know, it's not something we've seen before. So. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to be awesome. The, uh, you know, hopefully this event just keeps getting bigger because there's a lot yeah. of, you know, clubs that aren't going there that could, I mean, like Hawkeye wrestling club, maybe Ryan wrestling club, you know, just other clubs across the country that uh, if they get involved with this. I know it's tougher now with COVID and all these protocols hopefully when everything opens back up you know it just gets bigger and i think they should do it every year i think it's an awesome event for sure it's kind of like the usa's world cup you know i know they usually do that with other countries but like you know rtcs are you know big these days i mean huge in wrestling i think it's really elevated the whole country from folk style freestyle and greco so hopefully it just keeps growing on that yeah i think one thing is that um you know i think we can attest to COVID that these things are happening. I don't think these things would have happened without COVID. I'm, I, I, it's hard to say, but I think that, you know, there's so okay. much more international travel and all the other stuff that, you know, senior level athletes would be doing. And because that's not happening, we have to create some more opportunities for these guys to wrestle. And so, you know, COVID has brought a lot of bad, but I think this is right. kind of one of those good things that it brought. Yeah, no, it's cool. been, it's yeah, been yeah, awesome. That's a good point. Seeing, uh, all these different cards, all these different senior level matchups being uh, made up, you know, kudos to flow kudos to everyone that's been, you know, being, being a part of that. I mean, I know 
in the beginning, there was a event that was wrestled on a rooftop in Chicago. So like they're finding a way and uh, it's been pretty cool to see. Um, And kind of final last piece here, Elroy, obviously you've been involved with division three wrestling now for, for a good bit as a, as a student athlete now as a coach. So we always like to wrap up um, with just a, a little testimonial and, you know, what division three wrestling, what division three athletics overall has really meant to you and uh, allowed you to become. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing about D3 is it gives you the opportunity to do what you love. Um, you know, it, it's not a job. It's not, there's no reward at the end of the day, just for being there. Um, in division three, you got to love what you do and you got to work hard to do it. And it's, it's honestly, um, I think we're a special breed because, because of that, you know, we have, every stress of a college student and we add athletics on top of it and we, we grind every day. And, um, you know, we take these opportunities to, to compete and get better and just kind of make a brotherhood with each other or sisterhood, depending on any sport you're in, you know, a D3 athlete is, you know, I think something special. We're a special kind of crazy for sure. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of D3 nation. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at D3Nation Podcast and on our anchor page, anchor.fm backslash CoachBondX2. D3Nation is currently streaming on eight platforms. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave us a review to help promote the show. Appreciate your help and let's continue to grow Division 3 Wrestling.